Welcome back, everyone, to the Quiz Hub Podcast. My name is Michael, and uh, this is my beautiful co-host, Amanda. And we hope that you everyone's had a happy week. We're glad that we're able to get the video portion of the podcast um, controlled and underway. And, you know, it's like we had a little issue with um, the files malfunctioning. So they were corrupted, corrupted files, so we weren't able to load them. But... We still posted the podga- podcast, the audio version of it, so we got that done. Um, like I said, I hope you all had a fantastic week. Um, I hope this week is just as fantastic, or if not even better, than last week. Um, by the time we're recording this, uh, we just got off work like a couple hours ago from Marcy Joe's. We're getting busier and busier. Um me and the grill cook in the, or not really grill cook, but the side cook in the back, we got absolutely slapped in the face, because it's just me and her, and then my wife's the host, uh, Amanda's the hostess, and um, she was seating a lot of people, but, no, nah, that's not good, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, it was just too much food, it's just like, not a ton of room, you know, we're trying to figure stuff out, trying to figure out, um, you know where to place stuff and where to kind of put stuff together and just kind of go from there but it wasn't your fault you know you did good you did a good there's job there's a lot of big parties oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> tons of parties like yep. a bunch of six tops and and to some restaurants that's not uh, you know a big thing but like when there's only two people and your the kitchen's the size of harry potter's <laughs> bedroom yeah you kind of yeah. struggle a little bit but we managed we overcame and we succeeded in the end we're still we're alive. Home. And we're home. Yep. Came home to a screaming, almost one-year-old. Almost walking. Yeah, almost walking. He wasn't screaming because he was in pain. He was screaming because he was really excited to see us because he hadn't seen. Well, he's seen us like earlier today, but I kind of left early because I didn't work at GM today. So, yeah. So, <laughs> the first thing we're going to talk about here, we're going to uh, got a couple things here. I'm going to try and be as detailed as I can. Uh, I'm really bad at like explaining things, so I'm gonna try my best to to explain it and in as much detail as possible. You know, that's why that's another reason I'm doing this podcast. I want to be able to talk better and you know be able to vocalize and vocalize my words, ex- express my words the way that I mean them. Because you might s- hear me say something and you're like, that doesn't make any sense, and I'm just like, well. In my head, it did. So I'm trying to work on that, trying to get better at talking. Yeah, and, and so I help you finish sentences. Yeah, and Amanda's here to f- help me finish <laughs> my sentences. Yeah, and try to talk sometimes. Yeah, I'm trying to get her to talk too. So if you guys have been listening to this, to people who've been watching and listening for the past uh, couple weeks, you cannot, you already can see that she's very shy and she doesn't talk that much. And but we're polar opposites. Yeah, we're exactly, we're like polar opposites. Like, <laughs> we're both shy to a sense. Like, she's shy all the time, except for, like, with me. And I'm only shy if I don't know you. Un- well, like, <laughs> I won't come up to you and start a conversation. If you come up to me and start talking about something, if I know about it, I'll start talking with you and, you know, start doing little things, uh, like, having little um, conversations with you. But other than that, I'm not going to walk up to you and have a full-blown conversation. But... Um, we're going to continue with the, um, little, I guess, what, what would you call it? Like all the cooking lessons and everything. Path, that yeah. cooking path, learning path. Yeah. We're going to continue our learning path, um, of cooking with the cooking methods. We're going to talk about baking slash roasting, and then I'm going to give you some tips on baking and some tips on roasting and, um, and then we're gonna talk about protein. Get Healthy beef, stuff. <laughs> yeah, a little some 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 protein tips, you know. Beef up, or if you're a vegetarian. Veggie up. Veggie <laughs> up, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got um baking and roasting. Um, it's whenever you're cooking with hot air, um, in a enclosed environment, so like in an oven, a Dutch oven, uh, in that camera, you can see it. That's our brother-in-law right there, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, for those of you who are, are just listening to this, our brother-in-law just kind of walked 
or our brother-in-law, her brother, my right. brother-in-law, he kind of walked down the stairs. It's not a big deal, though. It's yeah. funny. Comment, or what's it called? Content, good content. Yeah, a little extra on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was saying, uh, baking and roasting is cooking with hot air, um, and you're doing it in an enclosed environment, okay? And typically that's done in an oven. And um, sometimes it's done in a, this thing called a um, a Dutch oven, which is basically it is a it's a pot but it's like made out of majority of the times it's made out of cast iron uh in, in some cases you might see that it's made out of um clay no, uh, a ceramic ceramic yeah it's yeah. made out of ceramic and um what it's it's really good because uh like i said before in the last uh, episode cast irons are good for um retaining heat they're slow to heat up but they will keep that heat like for a really long time so that's what they're really good at and um uh, i like dutch ovens because one they you can make really good loaves of bread in them i made a loaf of bread and i'll actually i'll actually post a picture of it on our twitter if you're not following us on t- on our twitter go ahead and follow us it's at quiz hub podcast and um instagram yeah and instagram i'll post it on instagram too the same thing at the quiz hub podcast and then you'll you'll see it. it's a picture of me and my wife i gotta change it too the logo but <laughs> yeah so um let's see we were talking about dutch ovens um yeah dutch ovens are great baking bread and if you're making gumbo or anything like that or any kind of stews those are per that's it's perfect for it and y- you might always see like dutch ovens like in those uh in old like cowboy films um where like they're hanging it over like the the cast iron or not the cast iron over the open fire they have it hanging from like a little um I wouldn't say it's like a teepee, but it's like a like three sticks leaning on each other with like a a, a wire mm-hmm. hook, and it's hanging from its little handle. But yeah, um, so baking and roasting—we've already described what it is. Uh, so for baking, baking is typically um, it's. See, this is what I'm talking about when I can't use words right. I'm trying to use this word, but I don't, I don't know what word I'm looking for. It's you baking refers. There we go. Baking refers <laughs> um, to um, pastries, breads, uh, fruits, fish, and uh, let me think. I, th- I believe that's it. And then roasting refers to like vegetables, meats, chicken. You know, you don't say, I mean, you, some people do say baked chicken and baked uh, whatever. But, like, you know, typically you'll hear people say, I baked a pie. You never hear, p- see p- uh, hear people say, I roasted a pie or I roasted a cake. They say, I baked a cake. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing in a sense. It's the, You're using the same tool. It's just you're kind of, it's kind of referring it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, also with baking, I am... I've said this before. I'm not a great baker, and I want to like I want to love to bake, but I just it's just too tedious to me because mm-hmm. you have everything has to be so accurate. And like in cooking, let's say a recipe calls for I don't know like a cup of onions or something like that. So you cut out a cup of onions. And you have like a little piece of onion left, you know, and it's you can just throw that piece of onion in the recipe. It's not going to change it up terribly. If you are baking like biscuits or something like that, if you have a little bit of extra flour and you and when I say a little bit, I mean like another like quarter cup or like, you know, like less than a quarter cup. If you throw that into into the the recipe, you could you're. You can affect that recipe like drastically. Like those mm-hmm. biscuits can go from like super like light and fluffy and crispy to yummy. Like you can go from biscuits to scones really really quick. <laughs> yeah. And that's not something that you want. But unless unle- I mean scones are good, but you know, whenever you're expecting to make biscuits and you come out with a scone, it's very unpleasant, you know. No one wants a sausage egg and cheese scone. So Unless that's good, I don't know. If that's what you're into, it's whatever. But yeah, uh, I t- baking is just it's not for me, you know. Her family, uh, her mom and her dad have been watching the show, um, British Baking. 
Yeah, and the it's Great basically British Baking Show. Yeah, the Great yeah. British Bake Bake Off or something like that. <laughs> and they get these people, and they put bring them together, and they're uh, are they professionals or are they like um, they're just like at home bakers? Yeah, yeah, at home bakers. So they get them and they make different baked like desserts. So like sometimes they'll make a cake, sometimes they'll make. Um, this is like very known things in the UK that people bake. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, did they make they made flan that one time, right? Yeah. They made flan. I think it was flan. It's called something else, but I think it was. It was basically basi- flan. Yeah, it was basically yeah. flan. And um, this one person, they. Whenever you're making stuff like flan, uh, what what you what you do is you take these little like ceramic cups and you fill it up with your with your mixture. Then you place it in your pan. Then what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to um, pour water into the pan. But whenever you're doing it, you want to absolutely make sure that not a single droplet of water gets into that container because if you do, it's not going to bake right. And then if it doesn't bake right, it's not going to set right. Whenever you cool it down so that way it sets it's gonna like remain liquidy so this lady she poured it in there and like the smallest drop got into like a couple like maybe a few of them and whenever she turned it over on her plate she pulled it up and the top was um the top was the way it was supposed to be but then the inside was just like completely just fell apart on the plate and like they only had like Five minutes left. So yeah, it was, it was not good, and she, I'm like fairly sure she got voted off. I can't remember, yeah. but I'm sure she overcame in the next event. I don't think she got voted off. Uh, luckily, I think that was, I don't think it was like the elimination round. I just think it was like something to yeah. get an it advantage. It was just like the one of the challenges. Yeah, one of the challenge ones. But um, let's see, roasting. Like I said, you can ro- roast vegetables, meats, um. I remember what the other thing I was going to say. I, I, I stuttered a, a second ago when I was listing off the um, the things that refer to baking and roasting. Mm-hmm. Potatoes and starches. Those are... Like like pasta? Lasagna? Well, no. Well, oh, I was going to say lasagna well, well and mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Yeah, those two. But, I, well, yeah, I was referring... <laughs> the thing, um, it was uh, potatoes and, you know, baked potatoes. You can say... I mean, you can't say roasted potatoes. Most time you see, you know, like, but baked potato or something like that, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so then we got to, got to the baking and the roasting. The, so the roasting, referring to the, our, our meats and our, our, our vegetables, um, it's all the same concept. It's just, you know, different uses of the word. Some tips when you're baking, um, and this is, ba- this is for baking, it's not for roasting, um, I'm going to go through like a few tips. I think it's like around like eight or nine or ten tips, but you can keep count. So a big tip whenever you're baking is the temperature of your butter. Um, You might be asking yourself, what does butter have to do with anything, you know, and it's like um, there's these things. uh, I'm trying to explain things, but I don't want to get off track. I'm really bad at getting off track. (laughs) So I'm going to explain why it's important by going off the three methods of a quick bread and for those of you who don't know what a a quick bread is a quick bread is um it is basically a bread that is made very quick if that makes sense and i'll explain what that is right now so what you do is you take um your your it's a it's you're using a chemical reaction to get your uh, leavening uh result so um you're Leavening agent, which typically is in the shape of baking soda or baking powder. Um, and then you need your, I guess, your acid because that's how you um, that's how you get that reaction. You ever see those uh, those middle school science projects where they're like they have like the volcano and then, then they just put like. Oh, the baking soda. Yeah, the baking hydrogen soda. Hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Vinegar. Vinegar, yeah. Yeah. Baking soda and vinegar. Well, that's basically what you're, you're doing. You're getting that acid in that base. So. The three methods, there's biscuit method, there's the muffin method, and then there's another one. I'm going to actually look it up right now on my computer. Give me one second here while I pull this up. 
And the creaming method, I'm pretty sure. No. Let me see. Give me one second. I terribly apologize about this. It's so unprofessional. But if you're on your way to work, I hope you're having a good, um, safe drive. Don't make me, I hope I don't make you crash in any way, shape, or form. I hope you guys are still good. Um, if you're at work, thank you for listening. I don't want you to get fired because of me. But if you do, I'm Hi. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I find it? It was the creaming method. Yeah, I was right. So, yeah, there's the biscuit method, the creaming method, and then the muffin method. Uh, and the difference between all of those is the butter. So with the biscuit method, um, you can make biscuits and you can make scones and, you know, uh, your quick breads that are um, harder. And the reason for those, you want to use a, a chilled or even frozen dough or dough butter because whenever it's frozen, um, it's easier. First of all, it's easier to shape into your flour. And whenever you shape out your biscuits and cut them out. Those butter, little butter chunks, because what you'll do is you'll cube up your your butter and you'll cut it into the flour. And when I say cut it in, I just mean um, you'll basically mix it in with your flour to where they're like the, like the size of like maybe, I don't know, peas or something like that. Like really tiny. You don't want them like really small because mm -hmm. the purpose of the butter is whenever you have it shaped out and you have it in the oven and you have all your ingredients, your leavening agent, your acid um in there um as it begins to rise and bake the butter melts and it creates little pockets of air and it makes it like uh like crispier almost yeah so like if you go to um if you go to the store and you see like um oh like the Pillsbury yeah the biscuits Pillsbury biscuits and stuff where like they that. peel yeah, the the flakier ones. Yeah, the layer yeah. the layer ones. What well, they've probably done like one of two things. They probably either put more butter in there to make it crispy, and then they also probably um, they just did more layers. And it's really cool. It's really cool whenever you see it because whenever you're making biscuits, I'll pr I and hopefully I can have time to show a video because right now I'm like super busy with everything. With everything, <laughs> yeah. I I want to be able to make videos for this and show you guys. Um, how to do these things yeah. but it's kind of hard um if you hear a cat that's our cat lena she's really bored so <laughs> um so yeah so what you do whenever you're making biscuits is you mix all your ingredients together you mix in your leavening agent which uh will probably be like uh baking powder and then uh you'll use buttermilk so buttermilk has like a little bit of acid in there to where whenever you mix it it's going to give you a rising effect. And whenever you're making biscuits, you want to have like, it, you want it to double in size. Um, yeah, double in size. I was about to say double in size twice, but <laughs> you want to make sure that it, it doubles in size. Um, but you mix all your ingredients together and then you put in enough liquid to where it kind of, it doesn't, it's going to look grainy almost. So what you do is you just put in like a little bit of the buttermilk or whatever liquid you're using. Um, and you're just going to turn it out onto the table in the from the bowl to the table. Then you mix it together. But you don't want to overmix it because once you if you o start to overmix it, you're going to start warming up that butter. That butter is going to start melting and then it's going to be harder to work with. Now and then also and it's going to like incorporate into the dough instead of into like tiny chunks no no no. i mean you want it to incorporate in the dough some because it's whenever you fold it out or whenever you like fold it out onto the table mm -hmm. it's going to it's going to look like really crumbly almost you're going to think that you're going to need to add liquid but the but you do want the butter to melt like a smidgen to where like it gets enough in there to actually form the dough mm -hmm. but you don't want it to be too liquidy because then you're not going to have those air pockets that you're that you're looking for yeah know, like it's gonna, gonna like the butter's just gonna mix into the dough too much yeah it's gonna mix into the yeah 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 and then once you do that you'll roll it out into a rectangle um and then if you've ever done a tri-fold it's where you just you know you fold one end towards the middle then you fold the other end towards the middle then you're going to roll it out again and then you do that you repeat it and then you get like hundreds and hundreds of layers mm -hmm. after so long and then i like if you need to you can like cool it down like if your if your dough starts to get overworked and it starts to melt a little bit you can chuck it in the fridge or the freezer for like 5 or 10 minutes let it cool back down then you repeat the process and the, you know 
um, you do that. The more you do it, the flakier it gets. But you don't want to do it too much because then if you do, you're going to end up with, like, actual bread instead of, like, a flaky biscuit. So there's that. Um, I kind of got off topic there again, but, you know, it is what it <laughs> is. Um, Let's see. There's the muffin method, which is – I believe the muffin method is where – you um you know you can make muffins, cakes, pancakes, and stuff like that. Um, the only difference is the butter is melted, so that is so that way the butter can actually get incorporated, and that's where like fully incorporated. So it's the liquid, and then you mix it up with your. So like you melt it beforehand. Yeah, you melt it beforehand, but you don't want to make it. You don't want it to be hot butter. You want it to be like warm butter because okay. a lot of times um. You'll put it. You'll put it like with eggs or something. And if you put butter that's too hot in with those eggs, you'll start to cook the eggs. So if you need something to be like really smooth, um, it'll 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 cook. Your eggs will start to have like you'll you'll have little chunks in it. You don't want that. Yeah. You want it to be like muffin batter. You don't want to have scrambled muffin eggs. <laughs> you know. But yeah. And then um, what do you call? It? And then the creaming method. The creaming method. Um, is softened butter. You can soften butter by leaving it at room temperature, or if you are in a in a pinch and you need it real fast, you can chuck it in the microwave for like 10 seconds, flip it over on the next side 10 seconds, flip it over on the next side 10 seconds, and then keep going. And then you have softened butter. And then um, I honestly can't remember what I made with uh with the creaming method because it wasn't it wasn't something that like. I enjoyed. I didn't pay attention to it that much. I probably should have. But if I'm not mistaken, I think it was sc- I'm like fairly sure that let me see. Let me see if I can figure out what you make with a uh the creaming method. It wasn't the rolls that you made. For New Year's, right? No, that was just regular bread. Yeah. No. Um, that's not important. I can't find it right now. But <laughs> just know that there are those different methods. Um, maybe on another video, I can actually break it down and explain what I was trying to explain right now. But um, another tip for baking and roasting, or really anything but typically for right now or for right now is going to be baking and roasting. Um, the room temperature is, is really key into what you're baking. So it, if you're watching this, you see a cat going absolutely nuts in the background, but, uh, room temperature is key. Uh, when I worked at a, a restaurant in high school, um, there was a, um, in the mornings, on on our Saturday mornings, whenever I got there, I'd have to pull out the bread. If it was the winter time, I had to pull it out as soon as I got there because the 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 kitchen was cold and the bread had to rise and um, the dough was frozen. So not only did it have to thaw, it had to rise. And whenever you're trying to make something rise in the winter time, whenever the high of the day is like 50 or 60 degrees, and your yeast needs to be higher than that like you know anywhere from 80 90 to 100 degrees in order to rise at the speed that you want at the rate that you want it to it's very difficult to do so like uh there i'm not going to go through their whole process because i don't want to get sued by them but um their process of baking the bread was you know obviously pull out the bread let it rise and then um at this certain time they wanted you to bake it off so that way you had time to do it had time to cool down so that way you can do whatever the other steps needed to be done to it bless you mm-hmm. and um and then you go from there you you know they cook their bread i'm not going to go into it but whenever it's winter time and it's cold the bread literally took from we we would get there at 7 and i would pull the bread out immediately it would take all the it would take 3 hours to rise in the winter in the summer it took as soon as the bread was out it rose like that's it was I, i'm like hyperbolizing 
Is that, is exaggerating. Exaggerating? <laughs> I'm exaggerating there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is what, that's what I mean. Like, I use words, I'm trying to use these like, better words. I don't want to say whatever. I make fun of him for it. Yeah, too. she makes fun of me. She bullies me. She claims that she loves me, but she bullies me, which I guess is a form of love, but it's not the point. But yeah, I'm exaggerating <laughs> whenever I say 10 seconds. It like takes like maybe like an hour and a half, which is half the time. So summertime, um, just make sure that you 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 you're you're working accordingly to whatever you're cooking. So if you have something that needs to rise like bread, um, it can be done quicker in the summer than it can in the winter. So uh, that was our that that next tip, which is make room temperature. Room temperature is key. Um, next thing is uh, read your recipe if you're using a recipe. If um, and if you're baking um, and you're very new at it read the recipe because if you try and guess or try to do this um without high levels of expertise and not knowing what something's supposed to look like feel like taste like you can mess up a recipe so bad and just read the recipe and what what i like to do because in some recipes it's it'll be like you need like let's just say eight cups of sugar so then you get eight cups of sugar and then you read the recipe and it says add sugar and then you add the sugar. But then later in the recipe, it'll say take one cup from the sugar that you needed or something like that. And because you're going to use that to sprinkle on to top. sprinkle on top or to make another make a glaze or something like that. But you're like, it's too late because you've already mixed the sugar in. So now you have to adjust and, you know, figure out how you're going to fix the issue Which there's a there's a whole method to do it i'm not mm-hmm. going to get into it right now because it involves math and i don't want to explain math right now especially because we're doing this recording this podcast at like almost midnight so <laughs> sometimes um, you just end up throwing it away yeah <laughs> yeah if you don't feel like doing math yeah if you have the the, the resources if you know you can just toss it start over but m- you don't ha- most times you don't have to um so yeah just read your recipe you know read the recipe read the ingredients you need then read the recipe and see where those ingredients are used. And the way the recipes are supposed to be written is they're supposed to be written in the order that you're using them. So if you're using something, like if, if a recipe card is being uh, written how I would write it, I would write it in the order that that ingredient is being used. So I would put, you know, first, like if I was doing like bread or something like that, I would, the first ingredient I would put is the flour, then the the yeast and then the liquid which is basically all there is that's basic bread Mm -hmm. um then you have like enriched breads and all that stuff breads with uh fruits and stuff like that in there but it's another day um yeah read your recipe and this next tip is just have all your ingredients ready um there's a thing it's called mise en place and it's i'm fairly sure like 99.99 percent sure it's french and it means that everything in its place. So and when I was in culinary school um, and just working in restaurants, I n- noticed that I would work faster with um, when I had all my stuff. So because you're, you're spending your time in the beginning getting all that stuff you need. So what I would do is I'd read my recipe, see what I, was, what I would need. Then I would take uh, a baking sheet. And I, on that baking sheet, I would as, like gather all of my ingredients, all of the tools that I needed, all the mixing bowls, whisks. Um, my knives were at my table because I already had all my knives set up. Um, any extra baking sheets that I needed. Uh, um, what else? Just all your everything. Put everything that you need in the your your designated area wherever you're cooking. And also. Um, and like it, it also helps to like measure it out too. If you're if you're making a video or anything like that, um, like a cooking video, or even if you're cooking for like Thanksgiving, it's always very helpful to have your ingredients measured out. One second. Lena, we're trying to make a podcast. Just sit there. Give us like another like thirty minutes. We'll play with you. Okay. Right. <laughs> so yeah, just make sure you have all your stuff in. <coughs> Uh, organized and uh, measured out or, you know, in like little cups and stuff like that. And your your time cooking will go by, like, your time will be utilized more efficiently. 
Um, let's see here. Our next, um, just measuring your ingredients. Um, a lot of people, a lot of times, like I see a lot of people, they'll they'll scoop stuff, and you can scoop ingredients into the um, into your containers, like sugar, like regular uh, sugar, uh, the granulated sugar. But there's things like brown sugar. If you've, and I'm I'm sure most of you have come into contact with brown sugar. It's kind of like kinetic sand almost, where it's like it's like sticky because of the molasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um. A lot of people, they'll pack in the brown sugar. And, like, mm. if you try, you can you can pack so much sugar, brown sugar into one cup. Oh, yeah. Like, you can put some in there, then you press down, you can put some more. Whenever you do that, you're, like, you just, you're just adding too much sugar. And whatever you're mm-hmm. cooking could burn. Like, if you're, um, if you're baking a cake, all that sugar can get it can caramelize too much and it can, you know, make the cake really dry too. Yeah. Make the cake dry, make the cake too sweet. Mm -hmm. Or if you're making something like, um, like if you're doing some kind of, uh, cookies, cookies, yeah, the the cookie might get too hard or like the bottom, it might burn because it's getting caramelized. Cause sugar burns, it burns hot, hot, hot. Like, Mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't know if he listens to this podcast or not, but if he is, um, he knows that I'm talking about him. I worked with him at Demas's. His name was Button. His name was Nick, but his last name was Button. We always called him Button. <laughs> and he was making a simple syrup in this giant kettle in the uh, in the back. And whenever he was portioning it out, he um, he poured it too fast, and a bunch of the the uh, simple syrup got on his pants and he like took his pants off like in the kitchen i don't blame him i would have done the exact same thing i'm not about to have molten sugar on my legs but he took his pants off and obviously he kept his boxers on he was smart enough to do that but it burns really hot so um back to don't pack your brown sugar (laughs) um yeah, just make sure that whenever you're just measuring the things right, make sure that if it's uh if it's something that's like powdery, like flour or confection sugar, you also want to pour that into your um into your cups because uh, sometimes the that can pack a lot too. Oh yeah, not only the the like packing it whenever you're scooping it, but also because um, sometimes like the flour you might get clumps. Yeah, it'll you'll get yeah. clumps and it'll create like air pockets. You won't have a um, an accurate measurement of mm-hmm. whatever that ingredient is. So if you, what I do, um, you might see me do it. Whenever I'm using flour, making bread or something like that, I'll get another scoop, like a half cup or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I'll get the flour, then I'll pour it in there, and then I'll just scrape off the top all the excess. Yeah. So that way I get, a, I get an even cup. And also, whenever... There, there's there's measuring cups for liquids and solids, and sometimes you can get away with using uh, a measuring cup for like the like the glass ones versus like the actual handles. Yeah, and I I like I think someone and I I'm not sure if like I heard this from someone or if I I don't know, but th- they're they're made separately for a reason, and I don't know the reason. I, I know that like you can get away with it like for a little bit, but make sure that if you're using a liquid, um, you're using the liquid cups. If you're using a uh, solid or something like that, you're using the like the the actual measuring cups. Mm. So, like the the scooped one, like the scoop ones yeah. don't. And they also have like the ones that we have. It's like it's like two cups. It, it's from it's from Pantry Chef. Pampered chef. That's what I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> it has it. You you have liquid. Um, it has a little spout, and you can put liquids in it and measure it. And then the other end, you flip it upside down, and then you can measure dry ingredients. Yeah, and you. It's it a like slides. Yeah, it's a big cylinder with like measurements on it, and um, if you flip it one way or the other, one way is um, like liquid measurements, and the other is your your solid measurements, uh, your um, dry ingredients. Yeah. And so you pull out the liquid, and it, it creates an opening for your dry ingredients. Yeah. So It's hard to explain. Yeah. You should have, like, 
grabbed it to yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. We'll we'll we'll, we'll show it in a, in, a, in another yeah, video. But um, another thing on measuring your ingredients, um, I like to do this. Uh, weighing the ingredients, making do uh, doing stuff by weight. Um, and also, I've been finding myself whenever I'm cooking or baking, I use grams instead of ounces mm-hmm. because I it's it's more accurate and um. I've done breads with by weight, and I've also done breads by, um, like actual measurements, like cups and uh, and whatnot. And I found that the breads by weight was more like it. For some reason, it was like more f- soft and more fluffy than the other ones. It wasn't like you like you can tell the difference. It wasn't like something like oh, this is the way. Do you know the way? <laughs> and I like to weigh all my ingredients, especially just just because if you want to go into a business and you want to, you know, make sure that you're s- pricing everything correctly and doing all this and making sure you're getting your profit and making sure you're not having any type of uh, food waste and, you know, having some type of uh, cost control, weighing your ingre- like your, your foods, um, it makes it to where it's easier to... Um, record those numbers I base is basically what I'm trying to say like so um I bought a little a little uh scales like 10 or 11 bucks at Walmart mm-hmm. I got to change the battery on it but I use it almost every time I bake which is not a lot but I still use it whenever I bake mm-hmm. or if I'm uh if you're into meal prepping mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's perfect for that too because yeah. I was about to say it's good for dieting too yeah you get to measure like the meats that you have and stuff mm-hmm. so like yeah you measure your meats you measure your veggies you measure your whatever you're cooking whatever that diet is for that week and then you measure it out and then it's just it's just so helpful it's like i'd probably say behind like besides the knife uh, a thermometer and a scale are probably the most two used in a kitchen not they are <laughs> like top 10 top five but um speaking of thermometers that would be my next tip make sure you have a thermometer there's a bunch of different thermometers for different um uses you have your thermometers for your basic thermometers where they're used for like uh you know checking temperatures of meats and uh, cakes breads and you know you just put it in there uh i like the digital thermometers uh you know, you get an instant reading. You have to wait. You don't have to wait for the little needle to go all the way up. And the thermometers with the needle, they're annoying because you have to, uh, like, what do you call it? You have to, um, what's it called? Like, whenever, whenever you're on a phone and you have to, like, it's not synchronized, but like, you go to the screen and you have to press this. The oh, calibrate. Calibrate. Yes, thank you. Um, you have to calibrate those, and the way you do it is you take. Um, ice water because ice, no matter what, is at 32 degrees. So you have to put it in there, and then you, there's like a little dial on there, and you have to adjust it when you put it in the ice water to 32 degrees if it's not already there. And that's annoying. I don't have to deal with that. So I just get a digital thermometer. You can get an uh, a th- oven thermometer, which is a thermometer that you just hang in your ovens to make sure that your oven is getting um the getting up to temp. Um, like I said before in the the last one, ovens they're all different. So you your oven might say this temperature, but um, it might be in a range from like maybe ten degrees higher, ten degrees lower than what it actually is. Because a big thing um, is a big problem I see in like when people use an oven to cook is they always like to open up the oven to kind of check and peek and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that <laughs> and I get it. Like y- you're like, is it burning? Is it, you know, is it not cooking or whatever is it ha- whatever the question is? You're, you're really curious on what it is and what's going on inside that oven, but just leave it closed because what's happening when you're opening the oven, even if you open up the oven for like five seconds, you're letting out heat. I remember uh, for um, my baking final, 
we had to make a uh, quick bread. So I think I had like biscuits or scones or something like that. And before we all went in, we would the, our chef would be like, hey, before you guys uh, do this, make sure that um, see if anyone else is going in the oven so that we guys can go in at the same time. Well, you know, so that way you can uh, one, you can utilize um, the oven space and make sure that all the ovens get used because if one person just goes in and puts their their stuff in the oven, mm. then they go in and someone else is about to go in like ten minutes after them, and they pull out, they open up the thing. You're letting out the heat. If you let out the heat, whatever you're making is not going to rise properly. It's going to be um, deflated. It it could be get deflated. Mm-hmm. So and you mess up the other person. Yeah, you mess up the other person. Yeah. yeah, you mess up the other person thing. But then also the person who just put their thing, their uh, their whatever they're baking, in there by themselves, they're messed up too because they just used an entire oven and now nobody else can use it because mm-hmm. of that. So it was just like you got to communicate with your team to make sure that um, all that space gets utilized. But this one time, um, it was like me and like four other people in the oven at the same time. And this one girl, sh- we were on a we were on a time schedule. And this one girl, she was behind, like she was really, really behind. And she opened up our ovens, and she went and put her stuff in. And the chef came around the corner, and she yelled so loud. She was like, "Close the door!" And she was like just yelling she's like don't open the door you're gonna mess up these other people's stuff and all this and i'm just like if my biscuits get messed up because she was running late i am going to be livid (laughs) it's because it's for a grade i don't want to have to retake the class i like i said before i don't like baking so i don't want to have to take another semester to bake something Mm -hmm. nothing against bakers out there you know you guys are freaking talented and skilled but I just don't like it. It's it's too tedious. It's too much precision. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, just keep that oven door clo- oven door closed. And then last thing uh, relating to ovens for right now, and then we'll get on to our next uh, topic. Um, chill your cookie dough. Chill your cookie dough. Yeah. And <laughs> the reason you want to chill your cookie dough, uh, it's kind of the same reason of um. Uh, back to that quick bread I was talking about, the biscuit method, is because you're wanting that, you're wanting that butter to be kind of, because the butter's already incorporated in there, and so if you chill the cookie dough, that butter's going to kind of solidify in there, and it's going to make it to where your your cookies will be will be thicker. And I'm not saying they're going to grow thicker necessarily, but if you have, think of it like this, if you put butter in a pan, you, you know, you add heat to it, it melts, right? Mm-hmm. If you add, if you let's say you add a stick of frozen butter in a pan, it's gonna take longer to melt than a pan a butter uh, butter that's either already melted or room temperature. Mm-hmm. So, what you want is you want that process to be slowed down so that way your cookies don't just go flat, because you don't want flat cookies. I mean, unless you want like a crispy cookie, but most people I know they like the thick, ooey, gooey cookies, and yeah. And the way you get that is just by um, making sure your dough is chilled, and because a lot, and also not only that, they're easier to form. So if you're trying to shape them a certain way, um, you know, you put them in the fridge or the freezer for like five or ten minutes, and um, and they're, they're a lot easier to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, you can shape them up to whatever you want. If you're trying to make like I don't know, Mickey Mouse cookies or something like that, or you're trying to make, like, a dog or an elephant. I don't know. It's less messy, too. Yeah, it's less messy, too. So, chill your cookie dough. Um, So, that wraps it up on our oven baking. All that business. All that jazz, (laughs) jazzy business. Um, We're going to talk about – the way I think I've kind of figured this out, what I've been doing this past week is – I've been like kind of been just like talking about something and I throw in like kind of like a health tip or like a nutrition tip. I am in no way, shape or form a nutritionist. All I do is I take information that was given to me in school and I kind of go back over it and then I just kind of talk about it. It might be helpful for somebody, you know, because some people for me, 
I am not like a visual learner. I have to like do something or I have to talk about it a lot to kind of grasp the concept. So mm-hmm. this is for anyone who is the same way. If you if you work if you learn better by listening to somebody or, you know, even uh just uh repetition back into your uh you know repetition in your system or anything like that that's what that's how i am this is for you um we're gonna talk about protein so um i'm gonna talk about why we need it and how we get it um there's complete proteins and incomplete proteins i'm gonna talk about what proteins are made out of i'm gonna talk about how you can get it with if if you uh if you're a vegan or a vegetarian and if any of you are vegan or veg- vegan or vegetarian, I am not. So don't come at me if I say something that's wrong or incorrect. Because yeah. I don't know. But I know a little bit. I'm not a professional. But so um, protein, um, why we need it is, you know, it's it's protein. So we need it because our body is um, it's made out of a bunch of cells. And, you know, our cells are dividing and multiplying and that is um you know we need protein for that we need protein to grow our nails we need protein for hair we need protein f- for um muscle growth any type of anything that base that basically like goes through your body and everything is you that's why you need protein you need protein to make sure that your blood gets um circulated through your body properly and mm-hmm. there you can go on and on and on about why you need it um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something that you need in life and some people they can't, um, like my mom, she, she couldn't eat a lot cause she had that gastric bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. So a lot, like how she would get her protein is, uh, through those, um, what are the insurers, those protein shakes? Oh yeah. Yeah. She would drink those, those hospital drinks. Yeah. Those little hospital drinks mm-hmm. that you can get them, uh, through that. You need that for your body. If you don't have protein, your body's gonna like proteins also used for energy like mm-hmm. like um uh what do you call it carb uh, i think it's like fats and carbohydrates and protein those are like the 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 energy um calories i think it's called or something like that but yeah you need those to your for your body to function if you eat like uh what do you call it if you eat like meats and um veggies and stuff like that that you get pro i mean you get protein like through eating but there's Complete proteins and incomplete proteins. So, typically, your complete proteins are going to be from like um, they're going to be from your uh, your meats, your beef, fish, poultry, eggs, cheese, dairy, and uh, then there's also going to be uh, what do you call it? Like soy protein, um, milk, which I guess this falls under dairy, cheese, or whatever. I said it like three times, but um, and then also you get proteins from from vegetables and um uh what do you call it legumes which is basically like beans and peas and uh mm-hmm. rice grains but the thing with there there's complete proteins and there's incomplete proteins and to explain what that is you kind of have to know what proteins are so proteins are um they're made out of amino acids and i believe there's 20 of them that are in 20 proteins, 20 amino acids that make up protein. Mm-hmm. And the complete proteins, which are the, you know, your meat, your fish, your poultry, your cheese, your eggs, your soy protein, those are all complete uh, proteins, which means they have all 20 amino acids. And the incomplete proteins, which are your legumes, your grains, your rice, anything like that, those are missing one or the other. So, I used to just think that this was just a, a Mexican thing. I mean, and by Mexican, I mean, like it's in different cultures. But in Mexico, um, well, not Mexico. They did it in Mexico, but, like, Mexican culture, you see rice and beans a lot on mm. on dishes. And I thought it was just because, you know, rice and beans are, you know, they're really good. I love rice and beans because, one, they're cheap. Mm. Two, they're fairly easy to cook. And you can make them. They a, last long. They, yeah, they last long. Um. But those complement each other, like, because rice has, um, you know, I 
not even going to try to pronounce the names of these amino <laughs> acids, but they have the amino acids, like half of the amino acids, but they're lacking in another amino acid. And that's where the beans come into play. You know, they they complement each other. So what one is missing, the other provides. And this vice versa. Beans are missing what the rice is providing. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, they're, they complement each other. Um, with... It's kind of tricky. I mean, I wouldn't say it's tricky, but like, I feel like it, it's definitely a lot harder for people who are doing those uh, vegan or vegetarian lifestyles. It's harder for them to um, get that protein just because they have to consume more because um, and that might not always be the case. And that's this is a case where I ha I don't know exactly because I I went v no I went vegetarian for like two weeks and I did not <laughs> like it. I tried it just for a little bit just to kind of see how I would react to it, just to kind of see how it would work. And it was not for me. Nope. I didn't like it. I was craving wings and I was craving burgers hot and dogs. I was craving <laughs> hot dogs. Yeah, it was it was it was, it was rough, yeah. but. You can get it, like I said, through beans, rice, vegetables. You just have to make sure that you're getting all of the the amino acids that you need. So you have to make sure you have to do your research and see what one has and what the other has and see what you can combine and, you know, add different flavors and stuff like that to kind of get um, what you're looking for. So yeah. um, let's see what else we got here. I got a list that I'm looking at. So if I, if I look away from the camera, it's either because... I'm trying to focus on something or I'm looking at this list. I don't see I think we covered everything. Mm -hmm. So guys, if you made it this far in the podcast, I thank you so much. If you like the podcast or, you know, like and subscribe. Um, find us on our YouTube channel, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. We're on it all. We're on it all. We're mm -hmm. up there. Top number one invisible you can't see it but we're there <laughs> yeah. but we love you guys thank you for all the love and support if you like this video um like i said like subscribe share it with your friends if you have anybody that you know you think might want to listen to it or anybody that wants to you know maybe be on the podcast or even you know do like a skype interview or something like that we can kind of you know figure out a way to do that or you know if you want to reach out to us uh, you can reach out to us through our email um, at quizhubpodcast at gmail.com mm -hmm. or if you have our numbers just text us and or, or message us on Instagram Instagram, Facebook, Facebook Twitter Twitter is at quizhubpodcast Instagram at quizhubpodcast Spotify Inst or, let's see, Spotify <laughs> Amazon Music and YouTube quizhubpodcast yeah. like, subscribe, follow talk to us whatever you want we love you guys. We want to thank you for watching, listening, whatever you're doing. We hope you have a great rest of your day or night whenever you're listening to this. Great rest of your week. And we'll see you guys next week.